0: We have fan theories now? We have fans?
1: We have at least one fan, with at least one theory, and it is that I am an abomination from another dimension, a a non-Euclidean mass of tentacles and eyes. It is madness to look upon my true face.
0: But you look so cute in a bow tie. Oui, c'est vrai. Je suis un anana. Now, in the uh, towers of uh,
1: Edmonton. I'm not a Tory. I don't speak on both sides. I do not use crack cocaine, nor am I an addict of crack cocaine. Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Fat French and Fabulous. I am, as always, your host, Jessica.
0: And I'm Janelle, and I too am a host, I guess.
1: Yes, we are both hosts of the great and all-powerful being that we call Mother.
0: What? What? <laughs> oh my- what?
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry. I-, I thought you meant host as in hosting a podcast, <laughs> I didn't realize that we were both hosting the same weird <laughs> brand of alien fucking parasite that rode in when you arrived on this planet. <laughs> That's not quite what I had in mind, but okay.
1: Sometimes we, I get confused, brother. <laughs> but we are, in fact, oh. also hosts of this podcast. Oh, good. Uh,
0: I'm gonna go to the doctor tomorrow, but uh, for now I'm gonna record this.
1: <laughs> There's nothing you can do right now. The hospitals are closed for, for anything but emergencies. Uh... <laughs>
0: So, is having an alien parasite from a foreign world not an emergency?
1: I think you're pretty stable. I I don't think it's I don't think it's urgent. <laughs> I mean, is it Im- important is not the same thing as urgent.
0: <laughs> I'm going to show up at Columbia Presbyterian and they're going to be like, meh. Come back when you've like tripped and sprained your ankle."
1: Yeah. I mean, think about it. Do you really want to do you really want to tangle with the US healthcare system? Do that you? is true. No. Do you?
0: No, I'll keep the parasite. I've changed my mind. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the the, the glorious mother from beyond the stars can stay for now. (laughs) But she better better pay rent.
0: Next week's episode is just going to be a lot of chanting in unison, so look forward to that.
1: (laughs) It's going to be a bit avant-garde, but I think it's a good direction for the pod. (laughs) So today's topic is heists. But specifically, Yay. two famous thieves who, by strange historical coincidence, were given the same moniker by the public, that of the Gentleman Bandit.
0: Man, we are so lazy at coming up with nicknames.
1: Oh yeah, like, we had two notable like thieves in the same century, and we gave them both the same name. <laughs> We should Lazy. probably have, like
0: narrow down different aspects of gentleman behavior. Like one could be always holds the door bandit, and the other one could be like pulls out chairs for ladies bandit.
1: Yeah, like I mean, politeness is a complex, thick subject that I think you could really tease out into a lot of different forms of thievish expression. Or we could have just gone with
0: like stealing bastard one and stealing <laughs> bastard two. It's a That's little also more an accurate. Option.
1: Yeah, stealing from people isn't actually particularly polite, so I'm not quite sure why that was the bit they emphasized.
0: We went with, we went with gentlemen; they were more polite about it than most. At yeah, a time when manners were few and far between.
1: Low bar, like you're more polite than the <laughs> rad last dude who robbed me. I I, I guess you're a gentleman.
0: <laughs> I commend thee. Mm. I mean, this is an era I assume in human history when people are still spitting into the open street, so
1: basically. So, our first bandit is a train bandit.
0: Ooh, my favorite kind of bandit.
1: Yes, the very best kind.
0: Until space uh, bandits become a thing, I'm, I'm pretty stuck on train bandit.
1: Uh, very few train heists were ever perpetrated in Canada, but the two most famous thereof were both performed by one Bill Minor, an American thief known as the Gentleman Bandit for his unfailing politeness and charm during robberies.
0: God damn it, we've got to stop letting Americans into the country. Build the wall. Build (laughs) Build the the wall.
1: wall. (laughs) Uh, He was also known as the Gray Fox for reasons I was unable to determine, but probably has something to do with early 20th 20th century women's uncontrollable lust for his bushy gray mustache.
0: I just want to touch it.
1: Just want to run my fingers through that fine, fine facial furniture
0: oh I, I gagged a little
1: <laughs> facial a little furniture
0: was a bit much i was throat. okay until then yeah. yeah that was
1: that was too much that was that understand. was that was the point of the conversation where i started yelling avocado avocado <laughs> oh no uh his life of crime began in his years most notably with stagecoach co- robbery for which he was eventually caught and convicted three times in fact and served a cumulative 31 years in San quentin prison oh you
0: know it's like the it's like the gateway drug of robbery you know oh, you yeah. start with stage coaches you move to trains and then humans become space capable and you end up with spaceship robbery we're all heading that same direction yeah it's
1: a slippery slope i tell ya uh <laughs> During much of this time, he was booted like like most of most of the time he was in prison. He was basically booted like a car in a restriction zone due to his frequent <laughs> escapes from custody.
0: I like that to be literal. He just got this yellow boot <laughs> stuck on his leg. <laughs> God damn it!
1: Yeah, that it was. It was closer to that than not. He had a heavy manacle that uh, restricted his movement due to him being a risk, uh, an escape risk.
0: Well, he should have just you know. Smuggled the TV antenna up his ass like <laughs> like Alan Clearly. Legere, the one we talked about two weeks ago and I'm scared to even bring it up because you'll have another asthma attack <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure ever mentioning Alan Legere to me qualifies as an, as an assassination attempt
0: it's such, a, it's such a deeply fucked up reaction though because just mentioning the name of one of Canada's most famous and horrific serial killers now sends you into a giggle fit <laughs> Yeah, you're broken. There's nothing... <laughs> I don't know where I can Officer, go to get
1: my an attempt on my life.
0: <laughs> I don't know where I can go to get a Jessica repaired, but I need to find out.
1: Look towards the three stars of the belt of Orion and chant.
0: <laughs> oh, it's and chant. I thought this was gonna be like a wise man following Jesus thing, but this is. We're just back to monotone chanting. All right.
1: It's it's a it's a good standby. It's an excellent part of any any entertainer's repertoire.
0: My future is bleak. My future is so bleak.
1: Speaking in tongues is an underappreciated part of the vaudeville stars toolkit. It's very important. I
0: understand why your parents didn't want to live with you.
1: Why, mother, why?
0: It was all the blank-eyed chanting at 3 a.m. in the middle of your kitchen. (laughs) It's too much.
1: (laughs) Sleepwalking does run in my family. Anyway. Good. Good. Part of the problem was that Miner was darn good at holding up stagecoaches. He was just pretty hit or miss at the ancillary skills required not to get caught, like managing his money, uh, not pressing his luck, and not having a big fuck-off tattoo of a ballerina on his forearm.
0: Yeah, that's... I mean, come on, guys. This is is crime
1: 101. This is basic stuff. (laughs) No massive, rare, easily recognizable tattoos on your face and or forearms. Just don't have them in visible areas. Or don't have them at all. It's easy.
0: Right, it's it's like one step above like not wearing a t-shirt that says stagecoach robber.
1: Yeah, not as difficult as you make it out to be.
0: Most of getting a, most of being a successful criminal mastermind is actually just not being a complete and total idiot.
1: Yeah, you know how many times I've accidentally wound up giving getting a big fuck off tattoo of a ballerina on my forearm? Hopefully never. Once, but oh. that was a mistake.
0: <laughs> but luckily, you shed your skin every sixty-three days, so.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, long gone. My scales will eventually molt, but most of you humans don't have that. That shit's permanent. <laughs> I-, I understand the privileges with, with with which I have been born. That for you, that shit's permanent. <laughs> <laughs> so, why are you not currently robbing a stagecoach? <laughs> There's no stagecoaches anymore, Janelle! <laughs> God damn Otherwise it. I'd be right in the game. But you know, <laughs> the economy turns. <laughs> <laughs> it's your only skill and it doesn't transfer. It it did not generalize as well as I thought it would back in the day when I first started <laughs> on down this down this road. Uh, he also had no real viable skills outside of stagecoach robbing and spent so much time in prison as a young man, he didn't really know how to live on the outside or how to integrate into the law-abiding community. It's, it really
0: says something, I think, about a person that you have literally no other skills except jumping out of
1: bushes with a gun. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing you learned how to do. <laughs> he specifically was very, very good at riding a horse fast enough down a road where he expected a stagecoach to be, that he could catch up with them, steal all their money, and take off. He was very good at that. (laughs)
0: Like, I don't really have any skills either, but people (laughs) give me jobs anyway. It can't be that hard.
1: It can't be that hard. Just walk into a building and refuse to leave until they make you do something. (laughs) Okay, no,
0: that's actually not how jobs work.
1: I'm gonna... I'm pretty sure that is how jobs worked back when they had stagecoaches.
0: That is true, actually. <laughs> Never mind. It's I am able bodied and I do not currently have tuberculosis. One job, please.
1: <laughs> job, me, yes, give. <laughs> yes. That's how it worked for most of human history. Every time he was released, or as the case may be, escaped, uh, Miner immediately returned to a life of crime. When he made a particularly good take, he might stop for a while, but eventually he would fritter the money away and go right back to robbing.
0: So in general, like, learning was not a real big strength of this guy.
1: After Minor was released in 1901 from his third stretch in San Quentin, he couldn't go back to his previous life because the world had changed in the near two decades he had been being on the inside. As it's, As it tends to do. <laughs> as it tends to do. Gold and gold dust were no longer carried in relatively unsecured, vulnerable stagecoaches that could be easily overtaken by a man on a relatively unladen horse. Because other people learn from things. Everyone but you learns. Now gold was shipped by train in specialized express cars. Well, there's only one thing to do. You gotta rob that fucking train. A particular method pioneered by bandit John T. Chapman, and thus which was thus known as the Chapman Method, was to wait in an isolated area near a line of tracks where the train would be forced to slow down, such as a bend. Uh, the bandits would then get on the train and force the engineer to stop, either then either usually with a gun involved, then either blow open the relevant safes with dynamite or coerce assistance with the threat of said dynamite. Fair enough. Fairly straightforward. Fairly straightforward. Even with the highly effective Chapman method, this was a pretty dumb idea. Not just for the inherent risks involved, but because the Pinkerton Detective Agency was getting very good at catching these kinds of criminals. I'm just gonna say, like, jumping onto a
0: moving train, even if it's slowing down at a curve, is a great way to, like, have fewer feet than you used to have.
1: Yeah, it's a great way <laughs> to lose many limbs.
0: <laughs> my dad uh, worked for the t- railroad forever. This is a true story. And, like, as a result, I'm just absolutely terrified of trains and all that they encompass. Yeah. Because, like, I would be on my computer and I'd see these, like, romantic, you know, people take photos on the train tracks and these romantic, like, engagement photos. And my dad would just look me dead in the eyes and be like, this one time. We had this girl, see, and she went down on the train tracks, and there was a train coming, and oh, he don't got no feet no more. And that's <laughs> just—that's just my dad. Yeah.
1: And that was—that was like—that was, like, was a little too vivid for for the young Janelle.
0: <laughs> just graphic stories of people who died horribly at the yeah, yeah in front of an oncoming train.
1: That just reminds me of of the time that my dad told my little brother that like the fuzzy bits of cloth that you get between your toes after wearing a new pair of socks. ...could kill you if they stayed in. What? Uh, See, so my, least... my My <laughs> brother, for, like, the longest time... ...when he was, like, one or two years old... Every like every five seconds would have to like sit down, take off his socks, remove all the fuzzies from between his toes and put his socks back on because otherwise he was afraid he'd die.
0: So like at least my father terrified me with true stories that had the ulterior motive of keeping me off a fucking train track, which is a useful thing.
1: There was no use to this. No, this was just
0: endless trauma. This was just (laughs) trauma for the sake of traumatizing a child.
1: This is just a new father trying to be funny. (laughs) I at least have a healthy fear of being on an active
0: train track. Your brother now just eschews socks.
1: (laughs) Just sock-related trauma.
0: This isn't a positive outcome. You gain nothing (laughs) from this. Now you have a weird kid that wears sandals everywhere.
1: (laughs) It explains a lot, doesn't it, Janelle? It does, it does.
0: You're a family of weird sandal-wearing people. (laughs)
1: Uh, it's 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 even risky considering we were all born in the f- frozen tundra of Grand Prairie. We're actually more likely to be in danger for not wearing socks, not less. You
0: can't get fuzz between your toes if you don't have any toes left. Think about it. Brilliant. You also Brilliant. can't walk, but that's that's minor.
1: Yeah, your your balance will not recover, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> that's that's fine.
1: Uh, the first of Miner's train heist was a sloppy affair that took place near or- uh, near Portland, Oregon, where his crew left behind an injured fellow bandit they thought to be dead. After several oh. days in custody, this fellow res- revealed that Miner, among others, had been behind the robbery.
0: God, and I bet they dressed exactly the same as people who live in Portland now.
1: Oh, I I, I bet they were identical. I bet you could transport them years into the future and the Only concern would be the fact that they smell like they've been sitting on a horse for 10 days. (laughs) Is that not accurate, though? (laughs) I mean, like, people in Portland don't smell of horse, but yes, they do look exactly like they're about to rob a train.
0: (laughs) It's my aesthetic. Train robber.
1: (laughs) Suspiciously clean train robber. (laughs) (laughs) Miner's second heist was at the Silverdale Crossing, 65 kilometers from Vancouver. September 10th, 1904. Eated by several compatriots, Miner performed a near-perfect rendition of the Chapman method with his usual congenial flair and escaped with thousands in gold and bonds in the space of only half an hour. After the robbery, the Canadian government put a bounty on the the bandits and brought in the Pinkertons, whose files indicated only one known bandit who would comport himself so genteelly while waving a gun in people's faces. This, alongside Miner's notable catchphrase, hands up, And yes, he's the one who came up with Hands Up. Seriously? Seriously. Cued them to be on the lookout for the Gray Fox, William Minor. If you're a a fucking train bandit, you you don't get a catchphrase. You don't get a catchphrase. You want to be as unmemorable as possible. Again, this isn't hard. Act like a robber.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if Jessica and I started robbing trains and then we ended every train robbery with the phrase,
1: Don't eat lead... People would figure
0: it out that it was us. They'd
1: catch on immediately. Yeah. If, if, if like, if like every time we, we ordered somebody to, like, stand in the middle of the desert while we rode away, we simultaneously yelled, this has been fat, French, and fabulous. Like, they'd catch on to us pretty quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they'd figure it out. Also, I feel like the fact that two hefty women are robbing trains in Canada while crying about their student loans, I think they would figure that it went out pretty quickly.
1: We're not the standard model of train bandit, I don't think. I, I
0: don't think so. I think it's a mustachioed man from the 19th century, but you know.
1: The Pinkertons, however, were unable, and the Canadian government were unable to find Minor, who was lying low near Princeton, under the cover as a well-mannered Texan gentleman by the name of George Edwards. Princeton, New Edwards. Jersey?
0: This guy really no, got around. Princeton... EC. Oh God damn it! There's like six names for things. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did he get to New Jersey?
1: I thought, man, <laughs> he walks in the space between spaces. You don't even need to punish
0: him, really. He's already found his way to Princeton, New Jersey. That's that's it. That's yeah. all you need to do. Just You're let like, him stay he's there. He's already
1: suffered enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Train robbing's bad, but I mean, have a heart.
1: Have have a heart.
0: And now we're adding New uh... Jersey to our list of hate mail.
1: <laughs> Fight me, New Jersey. <laughs> Actually, no, you probably know how to fight, unlike Sudbury. Wow. Don't fight me, New Jersey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They have stronger lungs, maybe.
1: (laughs) Perhaps. Edwards, as he was known, was very popular with his neighbors for his kindly, generous nature. Known for being free with gifts and his time, even making an impromptu skating pond for the local children. Aww. Despite his generosity, he never seemed short of money.
0: <laughs> also, all of his money he just gets out of sacks with dollar signs on them. Seems Weird. a little suspicious. He just has piled up stolen banknotes in his house. I don't know. He's a great guy though. Strange.
1: Great guy. <laughs> Stellar dude.
0: Stand up. John. Odd. Oh, very Smells odd. of horse. <laughs> smell- <laughs> That's true of everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the smell of horse becomes just background noise. It's just the, the backdrop point. of
0: human life for most of history.
1: Yeah, but like again, he was not teleporting to New Jersey. He was still in BC.
0: Oh well, that's uh, fun too.
1: If he, if honestly, if he could teleport, like I don't understand why he's using dynamite to get the money. <laughs> <laughs> Just freak them out. Just convince them yeah. they're superstitious. You're a ghost, okay? <laughs> if like you're a ghost with needs, okay? You have bills. <laughs> you're a bill having ghost.
0: <laughs> the afterlife is not cheap. Turns out uh, (laughs) life sucks, then you die, and then it continues to suck. Sorry, kids.
1: (laughs) It makes sense. There's more dead people than alive people. Rent gets expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Around the same time, the winter of 1905, during a period when when good Mr. Edwards was away, there was a train robbery near Seattle, Washington, pinpointed by the Pinkertons as fitting Miner's M.O. Finally, in the spring of 1906, Miner's second and final Canadian train robbery, a holdup of the CPR Transcontinental Express in a little place called Ducks in southern British Columbia.
0: Hmm. Ducks? Like the aquatic bird?
1: Quack, 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 quack. At least... I think it's, like, the longer form of the name is Ducks Landing. Oh. I think it's a place where ducks land.
0: Well, that's straightforward, I guess.
1: Look, Janelle, if you're tired of people naming everything the same, you're going to have to accept a couple weird, weird variations.
0: (laughs) It's either named after a place in England or it's something dumb. You can't have anything
1: else. You can't have it both ways. (laughs) (laughs) Great. This time, however, something was different. Miner's crew hopped on the train when it slowed, took over the engine room, and unhooked the trains after the express car, leaving it behind, or so they thought. They soon realized that they were victims of a cunning scheme, but the express car containing the safes full of bills and bonds had been swapped with the baggage car. Ooh. They had snatched the train's luggage rather than its treasure.
0: <laughs> well, goddammit.
1: <laughs> yeah, the thieves made off with just $15 and a packet of liver pills.
0: <laughs> now we have to have a yard sale.
1: <laughs> Completely missing a nearby package containing thousands of dollars.
0: Ah. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like my basement, the basement of my building. Just mysterious things turn up there that you can take, and hmm. it's mostly worth. The basement giveth. The basement taketh away.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> every now and
0: then, if you go to my basement, there will just be an unmarked box of stuff that you can just sort of take with a sign nearby that says "free," written in handwriting <laughs> that none of us recognize. <laughs> <laughs> New York is fun. It's a fun place. <laughs>
1: Free in the sense that you don't have to pay for it now. Not with human money. (laughs) Not with human money.
0: (laughs) That's okay. We needed pots and pans, the basement provideth. My human soul is not doing anything at the moment, but collecting dust and getting in the way.
1: It's good leverage. Just don't think too hard about
0: it. I'm basically a train robber, just, just acquiring random shit in dubious ways.
1: A small party led by Constable Fernie of the Provincial Police spent the next three days tracking Minor et al., sure that they were on the trail, in part due to Minor's notable footprints. While the other thieves wore hardy, hobnailed boots, Minor wore special shoes due to chronic sore feet.
0: Oh my god, he's so bad at this.
1: He's so bad at this.
0: He should just basically leave a breadcrumb trail from his crime scenes <laughs> to his house. This is, this is Hansel <laughs> and Gretel shit. Yeah, he's... this is...
1: A little ridiculous.
0: <laughs> if if Facebook was around, he
1: would live stream his crimes under his real name. Uh, after tracking them for three days in the pouring rain, the party split up to check two nearby communities. Fergie, sending Constable Pierce to Grand Prairie, which is a different Grand Prairie than the one I am from. We don't have
0: enough names for things. It's not even that hard to name things. Just point me places on a map. I will name them for you. That is that is big rock town now. Okay? This is place where many Steves live. That's what we're gonna name this village. Place where many Steves live. There yeah, can only be one. That's the land of gourds. That's it. That's all we need. Just I will name your shit. If you live in a town that is a duplicate of 19 other towns, you just
1: email yeah. me and I will give you a better name. Yeah, if you're the third Greenville in Wisconsin, we're here to help. Right? This is an intervention. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you are now Place of Socks and Fine Suitcases. You're yeah. welcome.
1: I'm sorry, other Vancouver. You're you're going down. This Vancouver gets to keep the name. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You're gonna have to get used to it.
0: On the u- on the upside, your new name is Place where Robert Picton did not live. So, Yay! Woo. You, know, you got that going Da-da. for you.
1: You've probably had far fewer serial killers, and you should be proud of that. <laughs> it's the one way in which you're superior to this particular Vancouver. <laughs> Interestingly, uh, that Grand Prairie did get a renamed. Uh, they really? renamed it to Westworld,
0: like which the, is which is a terrifying television show.
1: Which is now a terrifying television show. So I guess they just can't win. <laughs> Uh, Ferky himself continued on to Douglas Lake where he relocated the trail and followed it to the bandits' camp then left to fetch backup. When the party returned to arrest the robbers Minor calmly pretended that they were a group of prospectors nearly convincing the assembled police.
0: When it seemed (laughs) that they leaned
1: towards arresting them anyway one of Miner's collaborators panicked and started shooting. Well, that'll do it. (laughs) That'll do it. Don't lose your cool, kids. After the police subdued him, they arrested the other men and conducted a search of the campsite, discovering the stolen liver pills and Miner's telltale tattoo by his left thumb of a dagger through a heart. They kept the fucking liver pills. They kept the damn liver pills. None of you need liver pills. Why are you hanging on to this? This yeah. is just this is just evidence. I mean, you all have livers. But you need to chuck this shit. <laughs> this is deeply traceable. <laughs> Don't keep it. God damn it, guys! How hard is this for you people?
0: This this has just turned into an instructional podcast on how to get away with crimes. By the way, I hope you recognize this. Every single <laughs> episode, we are now just critiquing people's methods and suggesting better ones. So, at, at this, but like with this one,
1: I feel somewhat justified in that. If you are this stupid, you should not be committing crimes in the first place. <laughs> That's
0: probably true. Also, don't commit crimes. No, our moral is don't commit crimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I prefer the moral, you're not, you're not smart enough to get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll agree to
0: disagree, but only one of us is going to jail.
1: <laughs> uh, Miner and the others were taken to Kamloops which is an actual name of an actual city where the trial was loca- with was a local sensation a gala event
0: there's nothing else to do in camloops except to contemplate the fact that your city kind of sounds like a cereal
1: it sounds like an off-brand fruit loop yeah that's it all there genuinely is to do does. if there's
0: no if there's no trial there's just nothing to do but sit and think sadly about breakfast it's
1: that's a hard pill to swallow
0: at that point you kind of want people to rob trains
1: eventually minor was sentenced to to life in a prison in New Westminster on the coast in June 1906. He escaped 14 months later.
0: Not with a TV antenna up his ass, to be clear.
1: No, he did not, in fact, smuggle a TV antenna up his ass because TVs were not widespread at the time. In fact, they were not even invented yet.
0: And also, that's Alan Legere's thing. You can't steal that. That's his thing.
1: Copyright, Alan Legere. It's his signature. I'm not it's sure you what can... he does. I'm not
0: sure you can copyright a method of sneaking out of prison with a foreign object rammed up your ass. <laughs> I'm not sure the copyright office is gonna issue that one.
1: <laughs> I mean he's the only one who do- who's done it. It's clearly his intellectual property, right? Maybe you can get a patent. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you can get a patent. I'm not sure about if this is usefulness to society, but it was undeniably effective. (laughs) It's done well in the one trial it it was taken through.
0: Perfect. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Miner was never again captured in Canada and returned to the United States and continued robbing and stealing. He was caught and escaped another two times before he finally died in a Georgia prison farm in 1913. 47 years after he was first sent to San Quentin, politely defiant until the end.
0: So he just literally never learned. He was he was just not good at learning
1: things. He was, He learned how to say please, he learned how to say thank you, and that was it for him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I keep saying please, and then they keep telling me I'm impolite by robbing trains. I just don't get what else they want from me.
1: I said please. I said thank you. They gave me the money. It's mine now. <laughs> that's how that's how manners work.
0: <laughs> Real gentlemen use manners when they rob people shit at gunpoint.
1: <laughs> Obviously.
0: <laughs> please, thank you, and then a threatening cock of the pistol. <laughs> Basic table manners.
1: You know, pass the salt, Grandma. Click. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know about you, but that's how things happened in my
1: household. Maybe things are different where you're from.
0: There's some variety. Some families like to just, you know, crack open a shotgun. But it's the same basic sentiment. More mashed potatoes, please.
1: <laughs> my family was a bit more in- 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 intimate. You know, it was just a knife a knife to the jugular. Just...
0: Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Now, that's...
1: now, please pass your father the ketchup. Good. Slowly. Let me see your hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that explains so much.
1: So very much.
0: It's all getting uh, clearer week by week.
1: Yes. So our second gentleman bandit, also known as Canada's Flying Bandit, is... We have two
0: than... Canadian bandits that are yes, co- two... called the gentlemen. Two polite yeah. train robbers. Two oh, in, God in one country. damn it. This is why yeah. people think that we're polite.
1: Yes, this is this is the real problem. Our crooks are setting a bad example and, and and creating a unfortunate stereotype about us on the international stage.
0: People keep thinking we're nice because we say please and thank you when we hold knives to people's throats. It's unforgivable.
1: Unforgivable. <laughs> However, unlike Bill Miner, Ken Leishman was not uh, a naturalized citizen. He was he was in fact native born. Oh, fun! Uh, yes, homegrown. And he was known for the, as the gentleman bandit for different reasons than Bill Miner was. Bill Miner was known as the gentleman bandit for being very polite, while Ken Leishman was known as the gentleman bandit because he was very dashing and dapper.
0: Oh, so this was a sex thing?
1: This this was absolutely this was absolutely a sex thing. Yeah, people found him hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: the yeah, it's it's just some lady on a train being like, "Rob me, daddy, rob me harder." <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's, he's con- still considered, uh, something of a folk his hero in his native Winnipeg.
0: So folk hero is just a name for people who commit crimes, but are hot while doing it.
1: You, you know, if you, if you're, if you have committed multiple felonies and you're at least an eight, you're well into <laughs> your way of being a folk hero.
0: As long as you're not touching That's children and you look good. We don't really care. Yeah,
1: We're willing they're...
0: to idolize you to an unhealthy degree.
1: That's like, it just explains so much about the entire Ted Bundy phenomenon, to be honest. Oh, God. (laughs) I will never understand, but I also don't want to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You really don't.
1: (laughs) I just, I don't. I don't. Ken Leishman was born in Manitoba in 1931.
0: Oh, well, there's your motive right there.
1: That's it's not. He's a He's from time. Manitoba,
0: obviously. You got. He's from
1: Depression era Manitoba. All is
0: forgiven, sir.
1: <laughs> I understand now.
0: My apologies. Uh, I thought that you were just doing this for personal gain. I now understand that it is a deep inner sadness.
1: <laughs> uh, Leishman's parents divorced when he was young, and his mother got a job as a housekeeper for a widower. Her employer developed some kind of beef with young Ken, who was seven, and oh, made boy. his mother's continued employment contingent on getting rid of him. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> apparently this that. was apparently this was something like you as a rich asshole could just demand of your employees back in the day. Labor unions
0: have really, you know, given us a lot. They've given us the forty hour work week, they've given us weekends. You no longer have to throw your child into the river at your employer's request. You know, labor rights yeah. have come a long way.
1: All that and overtime pay.
0: (laughs) Aren't we a lucky bunch? Uh,
1: Excellent. (laughs) Picketing is good for something. (laughs) Pay your dues. I Uh, demand
0: not to throw all of my children in the river. Let me keep at least one. And not until they're
1: nine. I just want not to have to throw him, like, to put him to the curb on Tuesday morning. I just, <laughs> is that too much to ask? That's all I
0: ask, that none of my children have to be sewer urchins for my continued employment.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I, I, think, I think it speaks a lot to the the, uh, the labor market of the time that a woman in the 1930s would be put into this position.
0: Did she say uh, yes? Did she go through with this? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, buddy, you're less important than scrubbing this man's toilet. Yeah.
1: Like, she was a woman living in rural Manitoba during the Great Depression. She did (laughs) not have much of a choice. Not a lot of options. (laughs) Not a lot of options. So Ken wound up moving from home to home in the foster care system, even going through seven placements in the space of a year.
0: That'll do things to you.
1: (laughs) That will do things to you. And those things aren't good.
0: No, Uh, not generally.
1: Not generally speaking. If you
0: meet a kid and they're like, I've been in seven different foster homes in a year, nobody's like, right on, man. Yeah, sweet.
1: <laughs> You've really seen the world. It's just sort of no. like
0: Sarah McLachlan music starts playing in your head. And you're like, oh,
1: God. <laughs> Someone must help this child. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you can beat a full grown adult who seems perfectly fine, like they're doing all right in life. And if they told you that they were in seven, diff- seven different foster care placements Like, in in a single year. In a lifetime. In in a lifetime. lifetime. You would feel a powerful urge to hug them. You just want to
0: give them a hug and a cookie. That's.
1: You just want to make all the pain go away. Oh my
0: god. Well, that means you want to sell them meth. Dial that down.
1: Yeah. Not all the pain, just most of it.
0: Most of the pain.
1: Yeah. Cookies then. Cookies over meth. (laughs) Cookies
0: over. Always. That's good. That's a good distinction to make.
1: Eat cookies rather than drugs. Especially when those drugs will dissolve your teeth.
0: What if there are drugs in your cookies? Because that's sort of my favorite Mm. kind of drugs. Depends
1: on the drugs.
0: God damn it, no more heroin cookies for me, I guess. (laughs)
1: Keep the meth cookies to a minimum.
0: <laughs> but they're so delightfully crunchy.
1: <laughs> I like how they taste like pop rocks and fizzle in my skull.
0: And then nothing. And then they taste like nothing. <laughs>
1: and then nothing, miss. Uh, Leishman was removed from the last of these foster placements and placed in a boy's home due to the abusive conditions of the household. Hmm. So we know for a fact that he experienced emotional and physical abuse as, as a child. Uh, he eventually Yikes. landed at his grandparents' farm, which begs the question of why he didn't just go there in the first place, but history remains silent on the topic. Leishman presumably got up to all sorts of farm-related activities there, which unfortunately included getting kicked in the head by a horse no less than twice.
0: Oh, that's not good. That, was, that is
1: that is not wide,
0: good. There's a wide range of farm-related activities. Uh, Everything from, like,
1: Mucking have, out the stalls, having and, like, a favorite the goat, Swapping the pigs. Mm, you
0: know, eating fresh berries straight from the vine to like straying further from God's light with the rear end of a sheep. There's all kinds of fun things <laughs> you can do on a farm, but uh, no, getting kicked in the head with a horse by a horse is uh,
1: that should be not in your ideal. Bottle.
0: No, it, yeah. not if you want to read or have critical thinking or be able to love again.
1: Yeah, like, your impulse control will not be benefited by the situation.
0: Especially in, like, pre-concussion-era medicine, when mm. we, you know, we thought that the answer was just sort of a brisk shake of the head and walking it off. Yeah. <laughs> we make people lie down and take scans now, but that wasn't that wasn't yeah.
1: always the case.
0: We make people
1: rest now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that, but, it, uh, that didn't used to be a thing. You yeah. just, you pick up the shovel and you get right back to it.
1: As a teenager, Leishman likewise received a head injury that left him in a three-day coma while working on a railway.
0: Oh, no. So he's not okay.
1: (laughs) This guy's brain case took a beating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also the brain itself, which is, you know, it's not an especially sturdy part of the body.
1: No, it is... Notably, gelatin inconsistency. It's a tad <laughs> delicate. <laughs> it's like you know,
0: Jimmy it used doesn't to... like
1: being shaken. <laughs> Jimmy was always a fun
0: guy, and then he got hit in the head, and now he just has uncontrollable rage that comes on for no reason. Ah! <laughs> uh, that's that's sort of what happens to you if you. Yeah,
1: very rare is the person who experiences a massive sudden change in their personality because they accidentally broke their leg.
0: hopefully not
1: not not super common not generally but yeah i don't think there's a medical link there
0: (laughs) using your brain as as fucking target practice is yeah that'll do things to you
1: it's suboptimal (laughs) at the very best it's not good (laughs) leishman got married at 18 and set up his bride in style in a new apartment, which was entirely filled with furniture uh, that he stole. uh, And he was soon thereafter arrested. Well, that's
0: quite the honeymoon.
1: Mm -hmm. I just want to provide for my wife. (laughs) With other
0: people's things.
1: (laughs) But, showing that country boy gumption, he got his life together, took some flying lessons, bought a plane, and became a traveling machinery repairman. Sure, he never got a, got a pilot's license. But times were different back in the 50s. You could just grandfather yourself in. Honestly, if you've had
0: three traumatic brain injuries in your lifetime, I don't want to be in a plane with you when you're flying no, it. No, not really. I don't want you to fly my plane. That's okay. You can no. do other stuff for me. You, <laughs> you can
1: stay you can stay in economy class with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want you sitting in the front, if you understand. <laughs> yeah, not
0: generally. That's not that's not necessary.
1: Yeah. It's just I'm just, I'm not saying I'm uncomfortable with it, but I am uncomfortable with it. <laughs> <laughs> mm. After the company he worked for as a mechanic collapsed, he got a job with a cookware company, which itself went bankrupt in the late 1950s, in late 1957.
0: Ah, so he's cursed. He's just cursed. This he is... found
1: himself a jobless bread- breadwinner with a wife and kids at home at 26 years old. You know, in fairness
0: to this guy, he really tried. <laughs> He, he had a hard, a hard
1: knock life.
0: He, he tried. He tried to go he, straight, and it just, you know what?
1: <laughs> it did not work out very well for him. He genuinely was trying to make a go of the straight and narrow, but, like, he did not have the best start in life, and the best middle in life and the best anything in life (laughs) sometimes
0: life gives you lemons and then those lemons attract a horse which kicks you in the head
1: (laughs) (laughs) December 17th which incidentally is my sister's birthday Kenny committed his first bank robbery flying from Winnipeg to Toronto piloting his own plane you understand Uh, there he went to a branch of a Toronto Dominion bank haha TD Canada Trust (laughs) an attack upon our very foundations (laughs) Leishman acquired a a private meeting with the manager of the bank by pretending to be seeking a business loan in that meeting meeting, he pulled a gun and forced the manager to write a $10,000 check he likewise asked him several personal questions he then brought the manager with him to the teller where he cashed the check all the while pretending to be the manager's close friend
0: I was gonna say, stealing by check is dumb, usually, because they gotta make mm. it out to someone, and that someone has to be you. <laughs> but, if you're if you're gonna cash it on the spot, okay. Not the most efficient route, but points for style.
1: Leishman left with the manager and the money and let the poor fellow go shortly thereafter. He then drove to the airport and flew back to Winnipeg. He also did some clothes shopping while he was in town. Oh, it's kinda of fun. Which I is sort of like a fine Canadian tradition... From of rural people making a yearly pilgrimage to a place like to, to a city large enough to actually have stores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> that's the reason we all just wear plaid. Yeah, that's 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 all we that that's all that was in stock at the local Sears. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, truth hurts. We we make do with what we have. <laughs> I
0: gotta say though, this guy. He's got kind of a stylish way of robbing people. He has a getaway
1: biplane. I'm, I'm kind of digging it. Yeah, I'd swipe it's, right. It has a certain romance, <laughs> <laughs> and you have a questionable taste in men. <laughs> I do.
0: I shouldn't date unsupervised. You, you, you should be monitored
1: at all times.
0: <laughs> I should, but I'm not. <laughs> Stop me if you can. (laughs) I live in a different country. What are you going to do?
1: You can't get me, coppers. (laughs) I will date
0: this idiot if I want to.
1: Literally, your method of finding an appropriate mate is walking into a room, finding the worst person there, pointing and going.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that not how other people do it?
1: Not generally.
0: My favorite thing was that while you were here in New York with me, we went to see uh, The Phantom of the Opera on Broadway,
1: mm, which was yes. phenomenal,
0: by the way. Highly oh, recommend. it's delightful. It's excellent. But as soon as we left the theater, you and the other friend that had accompanied us uh, both looked directly at me and went, you're into The Phantom, aren't you? And I, <laughs> I just I had no response.
1: That I couldn't deny it. Nope. The phantom of the opera, the creepy man with the disfigured face who lives underneath the opera house and stalks a young girl, is your type.
0: I'm pretty much exclusively sexually attracted to deformed (laughs) psychopaths who live in labyrinths underneath the earth now, so we have little to be concerned about.
1: You've got a type. I'm safe (laughs) for now. (laughs) Like train robbing living, like, brooding in a labyrinth underneath an opera house has gone the way of the dinosaurs. God damn it's it. N- it's not a viable occupation anymore, is what I'm saying. I was saying.
0: born in the wrong era. Uh,
1: I know that too. I know that feeling. <laughs> I just, I was always born to be, I don't know, a velociraptor or something. Just
0: want to be kidnapped by a madman like a piece of luggage.
1: <laughs> Isn't that what we all want?
0: <laughs> deep down. Uh, deep down. <laughs> I feel like you already don't understand human sexuality and hanging out with me is just not helping <laughs> i'm
1: I'm not sure this is helping. I am continuously baffled <laughs> it's not helping <laughs> i'm I'm just gonna imprint on like your sexuality like like a strange strange alien that I am, and I'm just going to assume that this is what everybody likes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh good. I've ruined not only myself but another human. <laughs>
1: success. So so somebody's gonna like, you would not believe what my boyfriend did for me the other day, and I'm like, did he kidnap you? Oh my gosh, that's so great!
0: (laughs) This is fun, I got to ruin a human and I didn't even have to have a child. You normally gotta give birth for this privilege. It's a bold new world.
1: child-free lifestyle is really coming into bloom. (laughs) You can fuck up anybody these days. You don't have to make your own person and fuck them up. Find a perfectly good pre existing one. Recycle. Take one of the previous models.
0: Alright, this is Fuck them up instead. This is none of this is viable advice. Please
1: don't listen to us. (laughs) Oh god. We are not experts and we should never be listened to. (laughs) No. Of course, Leishman couldn't help but press his luck. He tried exactly the same thing with another young street bank only three months later. But oh, no. this time, the manager refused to comply, even at gunpoint. The oh, policeman shit. attempted to leave and was not only tripped by a customer, but got tackled by a teller not even a block away from the bank.
0: I mean, in fairness, goodness, the most valuable thing in that bank is the bank manager's giant brass
1: balls. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly, this man had cojones of steel. <laughs> Just to look at that gun, raise an eyebrow, and go. Nah. No. <laughs> no, nah, bruh. Uh-uh. No, nah, bruh. I think not. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> it's a no from me.
0: Hard pass. Eh,
1: Pick hard a hard pass. pass on that one. I mean, I've got a lot to live for, but I do have a 100-hour work week, and it's not worth this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I am dead inside. Fight me. Fight me, strange robbing man. <laughs>
0: That's how you escape a hostage situation. When someone's holding a gun to your head and ordering you to do something... You just like lick your lips and go do it, daddy. <laughs> Take me out of my misery. Do I, it. I, I would they'll let be you so go. They'll be so uncomfortable, they'll leave. Don't quote me on that.
1: <laughs> this is not, <laughs> not viable advice. We place, have but... never tried this. <laughs> we will not be liable for your choices.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was the hostage taker, I would be so deeply uncomfortable. I would yeah, leave.
1: I don't believe you. I think this is just a weird fantasy of yours about masked men. <laughs>
0: I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Check in. Check in once in a while.
1: Uh, I'll keep you updated. <laughs> Leishman was sentenced to 12 years and was paroled 3.5 years later in December 1961. He was, he was apparently a model prisoner, so the main stipulation of his parole was that he was not to leave the pro- province of Manitoba. Also,
0: probably don't rob any more banks.
1: <laughs> probably don't do any illegal shit was probably a notable a notable I don't know if it was it was outright stated, but it was definitely implied.
0: <laughs> I also yeah. think like you stay in Manitoba and you think about what you did is
1: It's a cruel and inhumane punishment. It's I've I mean, never it's been to rights. Manitoba, yeah. but I don't want to go.
0: <laughs> you need the human rights tribunal there.
1: I have met only a couple people from Manitoba and they didn't seem okay.
0: <laughs> I lived there for a while. I'm and I'm not okay. <laughs>
1: you are not okay. <laughs> I like this new this new shaming you. Oh how the turns have tabled.
0: <laughs> nope, we're back to shaming you. You can't put words in the right order. <laughs> Fun while it lasted, but
1: Aw, lame.
0: <laughs> you speak bad. Yes. Which is literally the only thing you have to do on a podcast is not speak bad.
1: <laughs> I have so many things working against me in that particular area. <laughs> I, can barely, I can barely avoid tripping over my own tongue.
0: <laughs> yeah, audio comedy was a weird choice, but we're in this now.
1: <laughs> uh, this was presumably why he was caught in Vancouver violating his parole and promptly escorted back to Winnipeg. Leishman started work as a door-to-door salesman and was apparently satisfied with that until 1966, when he began to struggle financially once more for having for having seven kids and a passion for fashion-related reasons.
0: Oh, this guy needed condoms, a living wage,
1: or both. Yeah, some combination. He could have
0: prevented so many crimes. <laughs> combination.
1: <laughs> Either that or better impulse control re-nice re suits. <laughs> I, personally, I, I can... I can sympathize. It's hard on all of us.
0: It's a vicious cycle. You go home in a nice suit, your wife sees you, she gets excited, you have another kid, it's just around and around it goes. Mm-hmm.
1: You just need to be stop being so damn attractive, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> You need to look uglier, not dapper.
0: <laughs> Quit slut-shaming bank
1: robbers. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do, Janelle. <laughs> Ken Leishman, Canada's flying bandit, is a whore.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think that's bullying, but <clears throat> I'll, I'll allow it.
1: <laughs> Thus began Leishman's biggest and potentially most lucrative crime, one that he had been planning for years along fo- alongside four accomplices. See, Leishman knew that regular shipments of gold bullion from Red Lake, Ontario, passed through the Winnipeg airport on their way to the Royal Canadian Mint in Ottawa. Once the lookout in Red Lake reported that a shipment of gold was on its way, the plan was in motion. Two additional accomplices wearing homemade Air Canada uniforms would drive into the Winnipeg airport in a stolen Air Canada cargo van. They would then transfer the gold from the plane to their their stolen cargo mobile using a doctored waybill the heist went off without a hitch on marked first two Transair employees even helping them load the gold into the van oh god damn it which has got to be awkward, awkward come, come your annual, annual review that has got to be at best uncomfortable <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you handle gold for a living you should probably double check the people that you hand that gold to
1: you you might want to take a closer look at, 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 at their documents. It's the getaway that was the problem. Leishman's accomplices hid the gold in the freezer of the fourth and final accomplice, who happened to be Leishman's lawyer. The plan was oh, to get good. the gold- a- And I honestly mm. think he should have known better. <laughs> the lawyer? The lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, probably that crime doesn't pay. You literally defend people who get caught. Yeah. All day. This is
1: this is literally how you make your money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good to know that like Saul Goodman style crooked lawyers have just been around forever.
1: They are a notable trope for a reason. <laughs> uh, the plan was to get the gold out of town as soon as possible, but they were hampered by a blizzard that hit Winnipeg on the third and fourth, presenting <laughs> them from moving the gold. That's how you can tell this is a Canadian story.
0: I was going to say, it's sort of, it's like why you can't invade Russia. It's the same reason you, you can't commit crimes in Canada. It's just, <laughs> the wrath of Mother Nature is more ferocious than the RCMP will ever be.
1: <laughs> nature has plans that not meant to be messed with by man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Humans were not really intended to live here, and...
1: No. <laughs> and And nature has never quite forgotten that. She no. resents us, and she's trying to kill us. Every-
0: Ca- Canada has two seasons. Summer and fuck you for existing.
1: <laughs> and in black fly country, that's both of them.
0: <laughs> that's true. There's some places where there's just one and it's year-round.
1: Yeah. It's a year-round fuck you from, from the planet itself. <laughs> Do you want
0: blizzards or flies?
1: <laughs> Trick question. Both!
0: Both! <laughs> Again, I think the only way to get nature to lay off of us is for just one person to be creepy about it. Yeah. Just oh yes, frostbite my nipples. <laughs> Take me now, mother. <laughs> oh, yep. mummy,
1: have I been naughty?
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll change the climate. That's yep, it's, yep. It's not industrial pollution. It's just some fucking weirdo
1: standing out in a field outside of Ottawa. That's great. This is a weird kink. That's the real reason that global temperatures have been ri- rising in the last over the over the last decade. There's just some creep in the middle of a field really enjoying the fact that he's dying of exposure.
0: <laughs> yep. Just barren as nipples to the sun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're making you're making nature uncomfortable. Put some put your clothes on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> please do before Manhattan is underwater because I still need to live here.
1: <laughs> this delay was a problem as Leishman was the authority's number one suspect from the outset, presumably because Winnipeg had only a population of uh, 257,000 and thus only so many airplane-themed bandits. <laughs> oh. Leishman's associates were quickly rounded up, the gold discovered, and Leishman himself arrested.
0: Sometimes it's not good to be original. <laughs> no.
1: Sometimes standing out of the crowd is a bad idea.
0: <laughs> like with crime. Stop getting like large
1: incriminating tattoos specifically with crime.
0: <laughs> Don't get incriminating tattoos. Don't have a unique form of getaway. Just just blend in.
1: Don't have like a snappy fashion sense. Don't <laughs> or a
0: catchphrase. You can't do any of that. If you want to no. stand out, start a podcast.
1: Exactly.
0: You can have all the dumb catchphrases you want.
1: You can be as unique as you like. I think we've demonstrated that. <laughs> <laughs> you barely have to be from this
0: planet. Yeah.
1: In fact, maybe you don't. I think I think extraterrestrial Canadians of all fla- of all pa- shapes and sizes can come find their way to this planet and make a new life for themselves.
0: You Including campaigning podcasts. for the rights of extraterrestrial Canadians does not make me less suspicious. <laughs> Nor does that laugh.
1: This was not to be the last of Leishman, who masterminded a jailbreak on September 1st of the same year, escaping alongside nine other prisoners. While some of the other prisoners escaped on foot, Leishman drove away in a stolen automobile. This resulted in the largest manhunt in the history of the province, with many off-duty RCMP officers called in, roadblocks set up, and neighboring provinces and states alerted to the situation. Leishman stole a small plane from Steinbach alongside three other prisoners. A murderer, a rapist, and a mental patient.
0: Oh my god, we get it. You fly planes.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh I have (laughs) a theme. Like, oh like you have a pilot's
0: license. You think uh, you're so great.
1: (laughs) You think you're so special? Like, can you imagine being this dedicated to your theme? (laughs) Every time you have to get away, you steal a plane. Like, okay, like you're just
0: rubbing it in at that point.
1: Yeah, get over yourself. Drive like a normal person. Uh, The mental patient apparently was at the jail because he was awaiting transfer transfer to the Selkirk Mental Hospital. Oh, that's just kind of a failure of our system to treat the mentally (laughs) ill with any form of human dignity. But the rest is funny. Back to that. (laughs) Back to that. Uh, (laughs) They flew off to Gary, Indiana, where they were discovered the very next day. Incidentally, my mother's birthday. When a bartender recognized Leishman from the news. After a brief standoff, all were captured and returned to Winnipeg like naughty children who tried to run away from a home with a backpack full of cookies. Disc disc. Leishman later escaped again on October 30th. Incidentally, my cousin Bethany's birthday. Oh my god, if we keep going, we're gonna get your whole family on the (laughs) calendar. He used a strip of cloth and a wire to open a locked door, overpowered three guards, and hopped over a fence. He was captured only four hours later.
0: (laughs) He's getting worse at this, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. With
0: more practice, he's
1: actually, yeah, he's actually getting worse. He should learn from his mistakes and go hide in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad he predates Alan Legere by decades.
0: Alan Legere should not be your template for criminality. He should not be your role
1: model. He's He's a very bad man. (laughs) If you're going to be anyone, be Ken Leishman.
0: (laughs) I don't think you should do any of this stuff. They all ended up in
1: jail. (laughs) If your choices are A, Alan Legere, B, Bill Miner, or C, Ken Leishman, I say be Ken Leishman. Your choice is D,
0: be somebody who didn't end up on this podcast. (laughs) If you end up on this podcast, you're doing terribly in life, and that includes the hosts. Yes. Like, we have done, made terrible mistakes in life, and that's why we're here. (laughs) This is our punishment. This uh, is the cross we bear.
1: <laughs> Leishman pled guilty to nine charges and was sentenced to a, total of, a t- total of 14 years. Eight for the heist and attempt an escape attempt. Six for violating parole on his original bank heist. Man, they really take parole seriously. Oh my gosh. There's so much has happened in the meantime. It feels genuinely weird to get after him for breaking parole. <laughs> it kind of feels like being, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It honestly feels besides the point at at this juncture. (laughs) For goodness sakes, Canadian legal system, why can't you just let it go? Like, forget about it. It was forever ago.
0: You know, the bank robbing is one thing, but what we're really upset about is that you left Manitoba. (laughs) You
1: were born here. Clearly, this is where God intended you to remain.
0: (laughs) Born here, you shall die here. Ah. It is the way of our people.
1: (laughs) Leishman was nonetheless released in 1974 due to a ruling that found his various sentences, many of which allowed time to be served concurrently, had been pieced together incorrectly. Oh, shit. Like, actually, this was, like, super important in legal history. It's uh, something that caused... Co- it was it was well-known enough and uh, widely publicized enough that it actually caused a massive review of, of other sentences that had been made in the past, and, like, a lot of people Jesus. who had been unfairly sentenced to prison for extremely long times were then released. Oh, fun. He not only broke himself out of jail repeatedly, he got other people out of jail. He was He was a leader in many ways. Basically, accidentally. <laughs> An innovator. <laughs> A real innovator. An innovator. <laughs> In 1977, Leishman and his wife, who was still with him for some reason, this moved to watch. Red Lake. This poor I mean, she's
0: she's clearly into him. She's had probably 11 kids
1: by him at this point. Yeah, like, ha- they had seven kids together. And, like, she stayed with him despite multiple prison terms. <laughs> Clearly she was not to be deterred.
0: That is clearly just some grade A dick.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know why you're purring you don't you don't understand that.
1: I don't, but I understand that that's something I'm supposed that is supposed to be purred at. <laughs>
0: we're learning we're
1: learning. We're learning. <laughs> I'm a neural net processor, a learning computer.
0: <laughs> that was a nerdy joke that no one will understand <laughs>
1: except for you. But I, for one, found it brilliant. Of course, some things I do just for me. That's the real—that's the real meaning of of, of empowerment. Yay. Some things I do for me. <laughs> there you go, glorious Dynam I did it for you.
0: <laughs> she leaned all the way in.
1: <laughs> Simone de Beauvoir, I'm here for you.
0: <laughs> These are more nerd jokes that no one understands.
1: <laughs> Again, it's for <from> me. <laughs> Uh, they moved to Red Lake where Leishman took a job as a pilot and somehow became a pillar of the community. Who knows? He's versatile. Uh, He's versatile. (laughs) Charming. Almost (laughs) bizarrely charming.
0: Uh,
1: Leishman disappeared performing a medevac flight in northern Ontario on December 14th, 1979. Oh, shit. The The plane itself was found in the spring as well as the bodies of the patient and the medical assistant, but Leishman himself was never found. In 1980, he was declared legally dead at the age of 48. Oh, so he escaped from life. Yeah. Flee. Flee while you can. There was some suspicion, based on, like, the person he was and the life he had led, that this was some kind of other weird escape attempt, but most likely his body was just taken by the wolves.
0: (laughs) Well, I prefer to imagine that he ran off to join Maura Murray and her husband, Bigfoot, which is a fun reference that you'll only understand if you've listened to our entire catalog. So go do that.
1: Fun Easter egg.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bonus content.
1: With, With that, I have been Jessica.
0: Oh, and I have been Janelle, still.
1: Yes. We it's continue a, to enduring, be both of those things. It's an enduring part of my identity, an, not even once. <laughs> I have
0: never been Jessica. Yeah,
1: we're God. proud of that. I don't.
0: <laughs> I don't think the human mind is meant for that. If
1: I was Jessica,
0: <laughs> even once, I would just be in a corner screaming.
1: In any case, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Signing off. We are fat, French,
0: French and. and- Fabulous. Fabulous. And that worked so much better when we were in the same city. God damn it. Greetings,
1: mortals. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fat French and Fabulous. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, if you enjoy our work in general, do consider supporting us by rating or reviewing us wherever you happen to listen to the podcasts. We would really appreciate it. If you'd like to follow us, uh, consider doing so on Facebook, at our page Fat French and Fabulous, or on Twitter at Fat French Fan, If you like to follow us individually, and as per usual, you can find Janelle at Very Bad Llama, or me at I Am Not Alone Fish. See you next week.